and it's incredible. Okay. <laughs> and if nothing else, it's a roaring good time. Is that the tagline for the movie? No. <laughs> but someone needs to pay me now for that. Right. I'm doing someone's job, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Garage Media. I am once again and always Gunner. This is Sam. And we are here for not Disney. Nope, we're not here for Taking Disney. Taking another break. I think a well-deserved one. Yeah. Once in a while, you know, we don't want to get too caught up in all of it. It's good to take a break and get refreshed. Plot twist, we like other movies. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just... We're not just Disney fanatics. Yep, yeah, we don't live in the basement of Disney World in, in reality. <laughs> we're not in Disney's, like, back pocket. Disney's not paying us. Yeah, right, yeah. They would not benefit from us whatsoever. <laughs> no, they they would make negative money. <laughs> but yeah, we're taking a little break to do something kind of fun that I came up with kind of on a whim. Where we're going to take turns talking about movies that we think the other has not seen. And try to convince them why they're good. Yes. Or at least why they should watch them. If it's a really interesting... I don't have one of those, but whatever. We're, yeah, we're basically just uh, um, um, claiming our case right. uh, for these movies that hopefully the other has not seen. I had a hard time with this. Yeah, I sort of had a hard time. I came up with lots of honorable mentions just in case. The, almost every movie I thought of, I was like, more likely than not, he's heard of this one. Yeah, I do, I do watch a lot of movies. So, I... I almost guarantee you know at least one of these. Okay. Actually, at least two of these. Because one of these... One of these I've talked to you about before, but I couldn't help it. Okay. Yes. I guess that makes sense. Okay, yes. Um. So, did we just want to get started right away? I don't think I have anything else to say, so I say we just jump right into it. Okay. You want to go first or me? Let's have you go with the one you know I've heard of. Okay. So, my first movie, Shanghai Noon. Okay, I've semi-heard of that. You... So, okay, that's already off to a better okay, start than I Actually, I don't even remember you talking to me about this. Okay, so. good. So, this is... I, What's it called again? Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon. Okay. okay. This is a Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson buddy comedy western. Okay, you have told me about <laughs> Buddy this. comedy action western, yes. Which I would like to... Um, What's the word I'm trying to... I want to present this one to you, because not only do I think it's some of his... Jackie Chan's most creative stunts. I it's one of my favorite comedies. Okay. Um, Jackie Chan, the best fight scene is definitely Jackie Chan having to use um a horseshoe on a rope as a whip against a bunch of cowboys. That sounds awesome. It's amazing. And then there's other like great action scenes because it's Jackie Chan, right? Jackie Chan is synonymous with authentic good action movies are you a fan of owen wilson uh sometimes sometimes about 50 50 i 50 50 what's your favorite owen wilson movie loki <laughs> that's a good <laughs> um probably uh wedding crashers wedding crashers you will like shanghai noon then okay yes because it's owen wilson 
Owen Wilson is basically doing Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashers. Owen Wilson is doing Owen Wilson in Shanghai Noon. Okay. Um, it's... How do I want to put this? It is nothing special. Well... It's a very unique movie. Okay. Yes. It is not John Wick. Obviously. It is I... also not Superman. Got it. However, it is a nice little Play-Doh creation of both of them that I think you'd have a lot of fun watching. Okay. I'm sure I, I like Westerns, too. So. Okay. Yes. Have I... Is there an, have I convinced you? Yes, I'm a okay. 9 out of 10 excited. You're a 9 out of 10 excited. Okay, That's yeah. how we'll rate these. Okay, perfect. So, Jackie Chan action, Owen Wilson comedy, it's also a Western. Got it. Yep. Cool. Good. Yes. I'm already on board. I'm very... That was the one I was certain that you knew about. I do remember talking to you about it, but faintly. Faintly. Okay. We I, do talk about a lot of movies. Okay, so I'm off to a better start than I expected myself to be. Yes, you are. I get... I really did not have much... That was it. My selling point with Jackie Chan action and Owen Wilson. I mean, that's all you really need. Okay. Yes. This is probably going to be a shorter podcast, but that's okay. That is A-okay. So, my first movie is called One Good Cop. Now, oddly enough, I think... I think I've heard of this one. Have you? Yes. What do we got? So, it stars Michael Keaton in, uh, I think, about 1991... I'm not sure. And it's kind of like a dark comedy where his partner dies and he becomes the legal guardian of his daughter, of his partner's daughter. And they're both cops. Sorry. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his partner dies and he becomes the legal guardian of this girl and he learns, you know, it's the classic 90s thing, learning to love family. Mm. Yeah, All that stuff with Michael Keaton acting crazy like Beetlejuice sometimes. (laughs) you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Is that kind of what I'm expecting? Yes. Um, it's got some decent action for a cheaper 1991 picture. Um, it's got lots of drug lords, if you like that. Okay. And it's got a good little relationship with Michael Keaton and adopting a little girl. What? Dark comedy. What makes it a dark comedy? Just the, it's kind of play like a comedy, but it's like, about drug lords and okay. cops dying and stuff. If that makes sense. I think I get So you. the comedy isn't dark, but it's a comedy with... That dark is themes. surrounded by dark subject matter. Yeah, to- right, 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 right. Okay. Is the action kind of slapsticky or... It's very 90s. I'll just say that. Okay. It's not really slapsticky. It's kind of like... I don't know how to explain it. Okay. I think I'm kind of getting where you're coming from. Okay. This does sound interesting. I feel like I have heard of this before. I feel like I saw something where, like... Oh, my God. This is such a specific detail. I feel like I read a movie fact about, like, Michael Keaton actually going through a window or something. He might have. Like... That sounds familiar. Like, yeah, something like that. Like, it wasn't... Like, he accidentally just went through a window. That sounds like this movie. Sounds plausible. But, yeah, it's just kind of, like... A mean guy learns to be good type of movie. Right, right. He learns, he's got a cold heart and he learns to become warmer kind of mm. thing. Yes. Right. When did Beetlejuice come out? Beetlejuice? I'm not sure. I'm kind of trying to gauge when this is in Michael Keaton's career. I've, it's got to be before Beetlejuice. After Batman though, right? This is the same year as Batman Returns. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the same year as <laughs> Batman Returns. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. 
I swear I've heard about this. <laughs> I just love but Michael But you technically Keaton. haven't, so it counts. I technically haven't. But I love Michael Keaton. That is probably a 9 out of 10 for me. Okay. I love, I'm glad. I love Michael Keaton being crazy. Birdman, Beetlejuice, that one specific scene in Batman. Yes. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That's the least Bruce Wayne thing I've ever heard, but I love it. Yes, it is. I yeah, that's obviously one of his best lines. That's the best line in the whole movie, I think. I'm glad you're nine out of ten excited for this one because I don't. There's so many genres at play. It's mostly a crime drama, but it does have lots of comedy sprinkled in. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. I guess that's the best way to explain oh, it. So it does play itself very real. No, it's a serious movie. Oh, interesting. But he's very sarcastic. Oh, and his Die Hard. A little bit. Yes, it's Michael Keaton doing John McClane. Okay, gotcha. Yes. That sells it even more, actually. Okay, good. Good, yeah. All right, so I guess it's your turn now. Okay, now which one do I want to talk about? Hmm. Okay, I want to talk about... <laughs> Wayside the movie. Okay, I have no clue what that is. Okay, so do you know what Wayside School is? Sort of? No. Oh, so they are a series of children's books. Oh, okay, yes, the, I the do. Yeah, so, yeah. The um, person building the uh, the school wanted to build one-story school with 30 classrooms, but he messed up and he built it 30 stories tall. Right. And this is an animated movie uh, by Nickelodeon um, based on that. Okay. And I, <laughs> I, I first watched this movie when I was a literal child. I may have been when this came out okay i still think it is really funny that's good it's got kind of imagine ren and stimpy toned down like a lot though like it's got that same yeah it's got that same kind of i don't want to say body horror you know how like oh you know yeah. ren and stimpy yes. like sometimes they like curl up in disgust or something like that there's that but there's also genuine funny gags there's random stuff. I think... I love random stuff. Okay, yes. My, my favorite joke in that whole movie is um, the caretaker who's explaining this to Todd, who... Oh, yes. The, the big thing about this is Todd moves in, like, is tra transferred to the school, and he's, like, the only, quote-unquote, normal kid there. Yeah. Everyone else has something wacky with them. But the caretaker is explaining the story of the... How the school was accidentally built... 30 stories high, and he's like, the guy said he was sorry, and it's just nonchalant. It's so funny to me. That does, yes. But let me paint you some of the characters. We have uh, uh, Maricia, who rollerblades everywhere at all times, also in love with Todd. We have of course I'm forgetting characters' names now, but there's the person that wants to be class president, and his only responsibility is turning on and off the lights at the end of the day. But he keeps forgetting, so no one will elect him as classroom president. <laughs> it sounds glorious. It's so. It is definitely like it was made for Nickelodeon. Like uh, it's a yeah. Nick, yeah Nickelodeon original. Yes. Okay. So it's got that I'm sick and I had to stay home feeling to it, and I love that. Awesome. Yes. Uh, now I'm pretty sure I read these books when I was little. I read one of them at least. I don't remember much. Yes. I remember that the janitor was the author or something. The janitor was the author? The janitor was named off of the, after the author. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. 
So yes, that's yeah. all I remember. Right. And there was a kid who liked to pull a girl's pigtails. I also remember that from the book. Oh, they are in that. Yeah. They're not an important character, but right. yes. But I remember it from the book. He kind of like, during roll call, he responds by pulling on her hair and she screams. Got it. Yes. It is, it's, it's random in a Tim Burton-like way, except not macabre. And you know I love random in Tim Burton. Like. I think you'd very much like this. That's my favorite type of thing. Oh. This is a scene I'm going to describe to you to sell you on this movie. Um, they need to elect a new class president. Um, the way they do that is by having a, a dodgeball competition. And everyone in the whole school um, takes part in this dodgeball competition, including people not in the class and the principal. <laughs> <laughs> he loses. That's so funny. It's so good. It, I can't it, wait. I, I, think, I think you and I, we definitely grew up with, like, we're, we're kind of the... Nickelodeon, like, 90s, early 2000s Nickelodeon. I think you will enjoy this for that alone. Awesome. This also made a... It ended up producing a TV series based on it. I didn't know that there was a series or a movie, so... I would say that it is very underrated. So what made you think of this for this podcast? Trying to think of movies you've never heard of. Oh, really? But I... Well, I definitely... I went through all my DVDs. I'm trying to think, what do I know he hasn't heard of? And I had a really good gut feeling that you, one, that you haven't heard of it. And two, I really do think that you would like this one. I'm sure I would. Yes. This is a 10 out of 10. Do you enjoy like um, My Life as a Teenage Robot, Danny Phantom? Yes. You like those. Mm -hmm. You will like Wayside. If nothing else, you'll like the TV show. Right. I really like the movie though. So yes, I'm 10 out of 10 excited. You did your job. Good. Nice. So I guess it's my turn now? Yes, sir. Have you heard of Bowfinger? <laughs> Bowfinger? I don't think I have. So it's a Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy comedy. <laughs> Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, yes, please continue. So uh, Steve Martin plays, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name's Bowfinger. Mm. And he's a filmmaker, kind of. He's, like, in his 60s and he hasn't made anything, but he's an aspiring filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And he randomly hires a crew and tells them that this big movie star is going to be in in his movie. And the big movie star is played by Eddie Murphy. But, obviously, the big movie star is not going to be in it. And so he convinces all of the other actors and all of the crew that it's part of this big movie star's contract where he doesn't talk to the other actors or act like he's in a movie and it helps him act better so they secretly film him and place him into the movie (laughs) so he doesn't know that he's in a movie and weird things start happening to him and the actors are saying random things to him and he doesn't know why they're saying it because he doesn't know he's in a movie and they're like filming him in secret this almost sounds like punked the movie right (laughs) But they end up finding someone who it's all Eddie Murphy plays two roles. It, okay. They find someone who looks like Eddie Murphy, but like nerdier and okay. has braces and glasses and they place him in roles. So it's pretty much a whole con scam to make it. So this actor is in this movie without him knowing it. Right. Okay. And comedy ensues. I think you won me over as soon as you said Steve Martin and Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Whoa. What a duo. I love that premise though. Yeah, it's a good premise. I think it, uh, people are kind of mixed on it. Some of the jokes don't 
age super well. Uh, like some of the jokes about race and that kind of stuff. But I'm going to guess that this was a 90s movie. Mid-90s. I think it was early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. Yeah. Uh, the, unfortunately, there are a lot of jokes that do not resonate well anymore. Um, that's the name of the game, though, when you watch movies from a different era. But the thing is, it's like a sci-fi movie. Uh, not the not the actual movie. The, the movie, movie that they're, they're making. making. And so, like, these characters will come up and talk to him about aliens, and he just thinks he's going completely nuts. <laughs> So, most of the movie, Eddie Murphy is playing it completely straight. Just like, what is going on? And, and then, the other half, he's playing a nerd. A, who, bit, a who, nerd? Yes. Nice. It's so great. Why have I never heard of this? I don't know. It also, I don't know if you know who Heather Graham is. Um, she was in Austin Powers. Um, she's in Boogie Nights is probably her most famous role. I think I know. She's in it too, and she, I like her role in it. Okay. What does she do? She plays one of the actresses. Mm, gotcha. Okay. You really won me when you said Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. I never... If you asked me to pick two comedy duos to like make a movie together, never. Right. Never would have crossed my mind. It's, it's glorious. I, I think it's so funny. So, I mean dead serious when I say 10 out of 10 for Punk to the movie. Nice. Back to back 10 out of 10. Look at us go. Yes. We're already do both doing better than I thought. Are you okay over there? <laughs> I just... You really got me as soon as you said Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. That's all I had to say, That's apparently. all you had to say, truly. But punk to the movie adds to it. But also, I usually like movies about making movies. True. Right. So... Even though this one doesn't quite take itself seriously. No, this right. is a straight-up comedy. So, yeah. So, I guess that makes it my turn. That does make it oh, your God. turn. So, which one do I want to talk about? That's an excellent question. I think... Hmm. I think... I would like to talk about Arabian Nights. Okay. Otherwise known as The Thief and the Cobbler. Okay. Yes. Have you heard about any of these? No. You haven't? No. Oh my goodness. So, I think I can get you to like this just on its history. So... Oh no, what is the guy's name? Famous animator. Williams is his last name. I couldn't tell you. That is horrible. I genuinely cannot complete, like, go. Okay. So I'm going to look into it. But he was given permission to start this project um, that he called Thief and the Cobbler. And he was under contract with, I believe, Warner Brothers initially um, to, he had to have it done in two years. Um, okay. Richard Williams. Okay. Richard Williams, yes. He had to have it done in two years. And his... Um, the scale he was going for was literally just so massive that he couldn't. He just straight up couldn't finish it. Um, so other studios picked it up. Um, Miramax picked it up eventually, and they renamed it um, Arabian Nights. And they filled in some of the missing stuff, reworked the story... They even added voice acting, which was originally not supposed to be in it at all. Interesting. Yes. So there have also been many people who have um, found, what's the word I want to use? Not behind the scenes. Um, you know, like rough drafts of like, not rough drafts, but do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, like like I sketches and such. Mm -hmm. And they kind of put that in to fill the place. But overall, it is the same movie. Got it. Yes. And it has just become 
I, I will, like... I'm going to show you this while I keep talking. Oh. Yes. So, I genuinely would say that, like, both versions are good. Okay. But I think, like, when you see this clip that I'm showing you, this is a beautiful movie. Yes, it is. I and... already see it. Oh, this Interesting. is... Interesting. Yeah. Oh, The Chase, yes. So... So what technically is the studio that kept it when it was released? Um, Disney, technically. So it's technically a Disney movie? It's technically Disney, yes. Okay. So, Interesting. Um, I don't know if they still technically own the rights, but... Oh, wow. Yes. Beautiful. I think everything in this movie was supposed to be filmed at 60 frames per second. Which... Yeah, it looks interesting. Which most things, unless you're doing a high-action scene... Most things are done at, th I think, about maybe closer to 20? Maybe I was a little say higher. 24. 24, yeah, maybe. I think, I think it is 24. Yeah. But this whole movie was supposed to be in 60 frames per second. Yeah, it's, and it's he, frantic. He literally just couldn't finish it. Interesting. Yes. I think it's just interesting to watch what he wanted to do as opposed to what was created. Right. Um,. I think it's fascinating, and what we have is really cool and amazing. Cool. Yeah. I think I'm... Yeah. You, I mean, you don't really need to say too much else, but... So, controversial opinion, I think you're a fan of movies. Right. So, as someone who's a fan of movies, I think you just enjoy, if nothing else, the history and production of this no, movie. No, of course, yeah. Yeah. That's something I'd like to look deeper into now. It is one of my favorite little details is the main, the cobbler. His name is Tack. Okay. And the little, the Tack and the, the cobbler and the thief, they never talk. They're not supposed to in the original version. But the way uh, they had uh, Tack communicate is he has literal tacks in his mouth and they move to make smiles or frowns, like as if like you're holding them and they're just moving with the way your lips move. Interesting. It's really cool. This sounds cool. This sounds like a pretty cool movie. It is actually, it's so cool. It's got an awesome history, and just what, what it is, is beautiful. Right. So that's going to probably be an 8 or 9 for me. Fair, yes. Um, just because that if the history is... I'm more interested about the history than, than the, the actual, actual movie. movie itself. But still, an 8 out of 10, I still want to watch it now. Totally, yes. yes. I Yes. I'd recommend watching both just because it's fun to compare what ended up happening as opposed to what was supposed to happen. But, right. And I think with what we... If we had gone it, I think it would have been a very solid movie. I'm sure it would have. Solid yeah. story, one of the most beautiful and recognized movies ever. We just unfortunately didn't get it. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. That's super cool. Yes. Okay, I'm glad I could tell you on that one. I'm really glad you hadn't heard of it. I'm sold on all three so far. I need to like, cross these out to make sure I don't accidentally try to say them again. So my next one is called The Squid and the Whale. Oh my god, I've never heard of this in any capacity. I knew you had it. <laughs> so this is a Noah Baumbach movie. So the director of Marriage Story. And oh. um, just kind of more like philosophical dialogue heavy movies. I was kind of going to guess that, yeah. So this movie stars um, uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber. And he plays like a, he's like a famous writer kind of okay and his wife works in something similar like she's a publisher or something right um and they have two sons and they get a divorce 
they're in the process of getting a divorce and the whole it's a very short movie. It's only like an hour, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's about the tensions between both the parents and the two sons because the two sons end up choosing different parents that they side with. Oh, okay. And one of the sons is played by Jesse Eisenberg. I don't know if that sells you at all. Whoa. When did this movie come out? 2005. How old was Jesse Eisenberg? A teen. A teen. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure. He might have been in his early 20s, but he was very young. He was young enough to be a teen in the movie. At least. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, she, her, yeah, she's also a, a writer, technically. Okay. But her career starts surpassing his, and so... It builds he, tension between them. He gets mm. all this, there's just so much tension for all of the family in this movie. Right. And then The Squid and the Whale is a story that the father tells the son that's kind of a metaphor for the whole movie but like he takes his son to a museum and explains the story of the squid and the whale mm, and gotcha it, like just so much beautiful dialogue in this movie and yeah that's about all the way i can explain it so i know i didn't say too much but no it's um, a very short movie marriage story is a movie i have oh my gosh i've been meaning to get to it because it looks incredible and heartbreaking i've and seen moving. it i've seen it about four times yeah yeah I love it. And if it's anything like that, if the squid and the whale is anything like that, I think I would be interested in watching this. Also, I don't think I've seen Harry from Dumb and Dumber in anything other than Dumb and Dumber. Really? I don't think so. So I'm excited. I feel excited like you might have. Uh, he's been in quite a bit. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. L let me look real quick while I keep talking to you about the movie, I guess. Uh, okay. Jesse Eisenberg as a teen is very interesting. I'll just say that. Is it jarring? Kind of. Especially the type of teen he plays. It's not the normal Jesse Eisenberg role. Mm. It's a very, like, not really sex-obsessed, but, like, one of those types of teens that's always thinking about girls and that kind gotcha, of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, apparently, he's in the live-action remake of 101 Dalmatians. Jesse Eisenberg? No. Oh, no. The, the... Jeff Daniels. Okay, gotcha. He's I've in, never seen that. He's in The Martian. Uh-uh. I thought he was in Speed. He's in, he's in Speed. Still haven't got to watching that yet. <laughs> so yes, apparently you might have only seen him from, in Dumb and Dumb. So I'm, overall, I'm just excited to see him in something more serious. And this is also the poster. I feel like this poster may sell you a little bit more. That's really, man, it's really homey, isn't yeah. it? Yes. It's, it's, it's a heartbreaking movie at points, too. Man, what is with this director? And like just trying to and divorce and divorce and family struggle. Like man, what did you go through, Noah Baumbach? I, you honestly might find a very interesting story if you look into it. But anyway, so yes, there's that one. I you. think eight out of ten. Yeah. I just like Marriage Story. This sounds like something I need to watch. I was excited for Marriage Story, and if The Squid and the Whale is anything like that, I'll be excited to watch. Right, The Squid and the Whale. Yeah, exactly. And it's got pretty good. I mean. Pretty good reviews. Right. So. Yeah. I'm glad that's an eight for you. So I need you to know that I was mentally prepared to say something, but my hand made me drink what I'm drinking before I could respond. So I'm sorry I just had you sitting there for a second nah, as I fine. made eye contact. It's okay. It's okay. But no, I mean, that sounds interesting. It's probably the one I was least confident in you being excited to watch. So okay. I'm glad you're an eight for it. No, I mean, I am. You know me well enough that I think you'll know what I'll be interested in. Right. Yeah. 
Oh god, so that's me. Yes, we're yes. Okay. There's only two yeah. of us here. So yeah, <laughs> there's only two of us here. Um, okay, I'm excited to talk about this one. Brave Encounters. You haven't. I haven't heard of. So this. I often thought to myself, why has someone not made a found footage horror movie on the concept of making ten a out of ten excited? <laughs> Good. I love found footage horror movies. Why has no one made a like a found footage movie based on the concept of people trying to make a ghost reality TV show? That and then I realized this movie existed, and it's exactly that. Oh, really? Yes, that's awesome. It it's have you heard of Ghost Adventures? Yes. Have you yeah. watched an episode? Yes. It is literally spoofing off of that. Oh, okay. Like including the main guy who's obviously trying to be edgy. Got it. Um, and it's yeah, it's exactly that. They go into I believe it. It's an abandoned, abandoned, uh, wow. Abandoned asylum. Thank you. Yes, I've been having a hard time speaking. It's okay. Um, but, you know, the characters, obviously, none of them actually believe it. They're all just trying to make right. a paycheck. They're all just filming it for their TV show. And then things start happening. Like actually happening. Like actually okay. happening. Yes. Um, effects are cheesy, but I think it gives it charm. Okay. I like that sometimes. As cheesy as all found footage. Okay. Most found footage. Yes. Got it. So, if you're a fan... Uh, a fan of found footage which I am yes. you will like this genuinely I think yeah I, I think you'll like it I, I love the premise I've been waiting for this movie for a long time and it actually exists what do you know around what year it came out oh my god what year did it come out I think it's 2016 okay yes got it so it, the same year as Blair Witch that's a found footage movie from that year oh interesting right this is I I will say this. I don't know if this is a con or a pro or a con for you. It does what a lot of found footage movie does, where it ramps it up towards the end. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not always the biggest fan of that. It does do that. Okay. Um, but its big scares, I don't think, is where it appeal. Its appeal come from. It's it's the fact that it's a found footage horror movie based on the premise of people trying to make a ghost television reality show. Got it. Yeah. It's so just cool. That's going to be the hook for me, yeah. too. Anyway. The best part is the small little scares, in my personal opinion. Got it. Which is the case for most found footage, I think, but... Got it. Yes. I'm going to take this time to recommend to anyone who's listening, if you haven't seen the movie Host, I very much recommend mm. it. Yeah, please do. That movie's glory. It's please so Please do. Good. Yeah. It's such a good found footage, uh, similar to Unfriended, uh, if you've seen that type of movie. Um, better than Unfriended, yes. I would personally say. Yeah, better than Unfriended. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a good... Yes, please watch that movie. Just wanted to take the time to say that. Yes. It's also better than Grave Encounters, but... <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You should watch that, too. Anyway, I'm 10 out of 10 excited. I love found footage horror movies. I think you will like this one, too. It is literally just making fun of Ghost Adventures. Now, I'm worried you've seen this. Okay. Or not seen it. I'm worried you've heard of this. Okay. Have you heard of Safety Not Guaranteed? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, I'm going to very much convince you to watch this movie. Okay. So there's this group of reporters. One is played by Jake Johnson, who mm. I've met. And one is played by Aubrey Plaza. Have Who you have not met. I have not met. <laughs> okay, <Aubrey> yeah. Plaza. <laughs> And I think, I forget who plays the third one, but they're responding to an ad for someone who's asking for a time travel buddy. And so they go there to kind of 
make fun of him, I guess. Um, in like they're gonna do a report on him mm. and ask why he's asking for a partner to do time travel with, and he's so serious about it. Like he has this set of rules and stuff, and he's come up with all sorts of things that you both like qualities you have to have and like he interviews the all the people who want to be his partner so he's like what's your reason for going back what are you gonna do all this kind of stuff like do you want to go to the past or future and he he's taking it so seriously and these reporters are you know not yeah and then aubrey plaza and the guy who thinks time travel is real they kind of start to fall in love in that sort of way oh okay but then twists start to happen and this is a kind of a big spoiler, but it's a huge selling point. Okay. I'm going to spoil the end of the movie for you. Okay. But it spoiler warning, spoiler warning for safety, not guaranteed. Um, this is what's going to sell you on it though. And it's not going to ruin your experience of the movie. Okay. Just curious. Did you have it spoiled for you? I'm just curious. No. Okay. But if I did, I would have had the same experience. Okay. The ending of the movie is ambiguous as to whether time travel is real in this universe or not. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Ooh, ooh. So I'll just leave it at that. So anything that I might see in this movie might or might not have happened? Kind of. The fact that I don't know exactly what's going on has me intrigued. But anyway, so it's just, it's got quirky comedy, kind of like, not really Napoleon Dynamite, but kind of like that type of comedy. Well, I was going to ask. it's like more subtle. I was going to ask, what is it? Is it it's a, a comedy? Is it a... It's a comedy with some romance and maybe sci-fi. Okay, gotcha. I'm trying to... Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. I'm also try, I'm trying to think of some other, like, kind of story. Jojo Rabbit? No, not quite that out there. It's mm. way more subtle. Okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's got some really good acting. It's got... You think it's got some cliche moments and then it turns it on its head. Like, with the romance. Okay. And, I don't know. I It's pretty much a romantic comedy with kind of a sci-fi twist. Okay. And it's just such an interesting movie. I, I'm i intrigued. Okay, sorry. The third reporter is the taxi driver from Deadpool. <laughs> no way! Yes. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> you mean the best character in Deadpool? Yes. Nice. And uh, the guy who believes time travel is real, I don't know if you've seen Creep. But his name's Mark Duplass. You may have seen his face. His face. I think I recognize his name more than his face. Anyway. I need to watch Creep. But yes. yes. It's. A, I really like it quite a bit. It's, I'm intrigued. Oh, Colin Trevorrow is the director. So the guy who directed Jurassic World, apparently. Oh. Alrighty. So there's that. So on Letterboxd, it says the genres are comedy, drama, romance, science fiction. In that order. Okay. Which I would agree with. Yeah, in that order? In that order. <laughs> okay. Comedy, yeah. then drama, then romance, then science fiction. Okay. I love, I do kind of, I love deadpan humor. Right. So, I'm. that's kind of what it's sounding like it is. But, like, he's, he's dead serious about time travel, the whole movie. And they're interviewing him because, you know, I need a partner to try and travel with. You know, how would you respond to that? You yeah, know? this interview is going right. to be us making fun of some idiot and having a laugh, but... And then a lot of weird things happen, and it's just, it's so entertaining. I love it. For some reason, I, I, I know the answer to this, but I need to hear you say it so that I, like, it's not found footage, right? 
it's not like no. For some reason, I had this like idea that it might be found footage. Okay, it's not found footage. Okay, it is normal. I am very intrigued by this movie. You should be. You would like it quite a bit. I just want to know what it is. It's so hard to. I I don't want to spoil too much. Right, right. I already right. spoiled enough. I feel like you could say more, and I still like. It sounds like it's something you have to see to understand. Well, a lot of the movie is. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is asking to see the time machine, but he won't let her see it. Hmm. Okay. So, I don't know. Take that as you will. Okay, interesting. And he also believes that the feds are after him because that they know time, time travel. Was he has a time travel machine? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm intrigued by this it's movie. It's such really an interesting am. movie. I watched it on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but... Netflix. I'm going to write that down. If it's still on Netflix, watch it. It's a very interesting, very unique, very quirky movie. I will watch that, and then I'll watch Creep. Yes, because Creep's awesome. Yes. Okay. Speaking of found footage. Yeah, right. I mean, that is a solid 8 out of 10 for me, I think. It sounds very interesting. Good. I love I love deadpan humor. Mm -hmm. So anything like that will probably sell me, if it's actually done well. But I, don't, I think you'll like it. That's the one I think you'll like the most of the ones I've said. Really? Okay. I'm pretty excited for most of the things you've told me about. And I'm excited about the ones you've told me about. Good. Yes. Um, in six months, we're going to come back and give reviews of all 10 that we recommended. Okay. That's actually a good idea, though. Let's do that. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Yes. All right. It's on you. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. Which one do I want to talk about? The next one. The, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, have you heard of Ongbok? Um, no, I speak English, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I will... I'm not 100% sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But uh, Tony Jaw, um, one of his first few movies, um, it is about a village in Thailand who ha uh, they have uh, the statue of Buddha's head taken. And they are concerned for, you know, um, bad things will happen now that uh, the, the head of the statue is gone. So uh, Thai martial artists... Tony Jaw, what's his character name? Um, Teen, I think is his name. Um, has to go and get it back. Okay. And it's... Um, this one... Have you watched um, Corridor Crew, Stuntmen React? Mm -hmm. um, they covered one of this one. They covered this one time. Okay. Yes. And it is brutal. Like, it's a brutal movie. Because they kind of... They, didn't, they don't have the luxury of stunt people. They have to sell it. Right. Like, these people have to just straight up be kicked, like, in the Dang. gut. They have to, like, be elbowed in the head. Which, you know who's getting hit in the head because they have crazy hair? Because they have to wear wigs. Because they had to pat up their head. Got it. Like, it's... It's a very... Yeah, like... It, it's one of those... The experience like, as an actor has to be just crazy. Oh, absolutely. It, it's... I'm kind of... If you like John Wick, if you like watching an action movie that's hard-hitting, great cinematography, it definitely sets up its fights well, you will like this. Okay. See, I'm a little bit mixed on action, like straight action movies. Okay. But this one definitely does sound interesting. I like the premise. I'm pretty sure that's an episode of The Simpsons. They probably were. Where someone took... They probably were ripping on it, like, genuinely. I'm sure The Simpsons was. This is one of his, like, it's one of his early movies, and it it's the one that kind of started his career. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Um, the scene I would like to present to you is the one where him 
and a person from the village that he comes from, someone he used to know, and he runs into them in the city. His, the guy I'm speaking of, his name is George, and because he's in the city, he's lost his way. He gambles a lot. Okay. He gets himself in a lot of financial trouble. Gets himself in trouble. So they're being chased by people who are after George. Okay. And it's not only is it like a good action-packed chase scene, but it's got some Jackie Chan humor action in it as well. Okay. Like Tony Jaws doing awesome, genuine, like cool fight scenes. And then we have the character George who's like, uh, I'm going to throw pepper powder in your face. Right. And it works. And he's like amazed that it works. I think you would. Yeah, that does sound like Jackie Chan. If nothing else, you will like that scene. Okay. Yes. It is. And it's also just beautifully shot. It, it definitely is shot in a way to make sure everything is seen. Right. Have you ever seen an action movie and there's just like 50 cuts for one fight scene? Yes, take and take. It is not that. It is okay. completely opposite of that. It is John Wick. It is um, It's some aspects of Daredevil, the, the, the TV show. Okay. If you like any of that, I right. think you I love the action in Daredevil. Exactly. Yes. And do you enjoy John Wick? Like the action John Wick? Yes. Yes, I do. Then you will love this, I think. Okay. That That's my personal... That's what I think, but... Awesome. This is another nine. Good. Nine out of yes. ten. Yes. I will 100% admit that the story is not necessarily its highlight. Not that it's bad. It doesn't it's have just, to be, though. It's go-get thing. Right. Which is... There's probably thousands of movies oh, that's yes, about go-get thing. But. but for action, you don't really need the... I mean, it does get elevated if there's a really cool story, but it you does. don't need one for a good action movie. Action is like horror in the fact that you just need to sell that key concept. Exactly. Yeah. I was excited to talk to you about this one. I really think you will enjoy Ong Bak. I'm sure I would. I mean... I think it's called Ong Bak, the Thai martial artist, or Thai master. Something like that. Okay. Yes. I'll look into it. I'll, okay. I'm sure I'll find it. Right. My next movie is called Kreisha. How is that? Okay, how's that spelled? <laughs> K-R-I-S-H-A. Sorry. K-R-I-S-H-A. Close enough. Yes, okay. Kreisha? Kreisha. Kreisha, okay. What is Kreisha? It's um, a 24. <laughs> nice. I've never heard of this one. And it's... Really, really, really small budget. It's about a alcoholic aunt named Kreisha coming home for the first time in a while on Thanksgiving. And kind of the the repercussions of what that brings to this family. Okay. Like, she really messed up in the past and they really don't want to see her there. Right. And she's trying to make amends, um, but they're not treating her very well. They're not letting her. And it slowly turns into the scariest non-horror movie ever. Ooh. Okay. With some of the things that happen, and it gets so frantic and, like, literally on the edge of your seat just because of what's happening on screen. Okay. And you get so nervous for some of the characters, and you go back and forth on whether you're rooting for Kreisha or not. Okay. They give you, like, each scene you feel differently about her as a character, which is supposed to represent how someone with who struggles with alcoholism acts. Okay. Right, right, right. Back and forth. And it's literally me. No, okay. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I like to make movies with my family. 
So every almost all the actors in this movie are actually family. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the director just asked his family to be actors. Oh, that's pretty cool, though. And his 90-year-old grandma was in this movie, and oh. she didn't know she was in a movie. Because she in the movie, she struggles with memory, and in real life, they literally just put her there and filmed her. How'd she do? Oh, great. Okay, good. Because she didn't know she was in a movie. Yeah, nice. Okay, cool. But, so, it's just, it's about this, not circumstances, just what her showing up to this Thanksgiving means to this family, and it causes some things to happen that kind of get you on the edge of your seat. It's a one-location movie. It just filmed in this house. It's it's so good. It's the kind of movie I gravitate towards and usually like. Okay. So, you saying that, could 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 it be comparable to Whiplash, uh, Black Swan, yes, Nightcrawler? That kind of scary. You, okay. Those are some of my favorite movies. Yes. Okay. But not there's no action. All of the scariness no. is from the dialogue. Yes. And right. some. It's hard to explain. It's supposed to represent that alcoholism is scary. Yes. And unpredictable. And that's what kind of movie this is. That's so cool. I yes. feel like. Okay, like Gen- Black Swan, Whiplash are like two of my favorite movies. And Nightcrawler, of course. Yes. Nightcrawler is like my favorite movie. Um, so anything like that, I will also gravitate towards. 10 out of 10. Awesome. You don't need to say too much more. Oh, I just... probably won't. I probably, then I won't. Yeah, and right. Awesome cinematography for being in one house. He, he makes it, the director, he makes it creative um, by uh, using the cinematography in the house. Okay. And he would later get a job. So this was just him filming his family. He would later get another job for A24 and he directed It Comes at Night. <gasps> he went on to direct It Comes How at Night. How did you not lead with that? I'm sorry. The director went on to direct It Comes at Night. Oh my. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me try again. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 10 yes. out of 10. Oh, awesome. heck yeah. That's awesome. When? How early was this in? How early of an A24 movie is this? Early. Like two years in. So I think it came out in 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 2015. Or 16. 15 or 16. Is that when A24 was established? A20- no, A24 was established in 2012. That's what I thought, yeah. But this movie came out in 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still early in its life, right? Yeah, because somehow we're in 2021. So A24 has been something for almost 10 years, which doesn't feel real. But Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. The realization of life. No, but those are the movies I gravitate towards. Um, like psychological. It's, li- it's honestly the scariest movie that I've ever seen that's not a horror movie. And there was one movie. I forget what it's called. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. You, you used to claim that for another movie. I know. I'm trying to think of what that was. What was that called? Isn't it called um, You Never Really Knew Me or something like that? No, oh, no, no, not that um, one. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. Yes. yes. It's yes. similar to that type of vibe. Is it? Which yes. I still need to watch that. So, okay. yes. There you go. Watch Krisha. You You're going to love it. Okay, I needed to make note that I need to watch. I'm thinking of anything. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get this out of the way. Okay. Because I feel you... I feel like you've heard of this movie. Okay. Okay. The Man Who Laughs. Um, I've sort of heard of it. I've you, heard of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Okay. I can roll with that. Okay. 
This well, is what Joker was based off of. This right? is what Joker is based off of. Okay. Yeah. Aesthetically, yes. I would again, once again, as I know you love movies, I think you would enjoy this, if nothing else, for early cinema. This movie came out in nineteen twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Yes. I was gonna my guess was like thirty something. It's but, okay, yeah, twenty eight. It's one of the it's of course it's not one of the earliest movies, but it's one of the what you might call a modern movie. It's still you know, no dialogue. Not a talkie. Not a talkie. No, it this is. This was towards the, the transition. Correct. Yes, it is not a talkie. Okay. Um, I'll also get my negative out of the way. At the very end, it gets a little swashbuckling, like action, which isn't its highlight, but it is this very sad story of a, um, of a man, who you know he literally is just has a deformity, um, caused by I can't remember what some sort of accident. He literally is always smiling, um, and he gets. Um, brought into the circus as a um, a show for a right. circus. Um, falls in love with a blind gymnast. I'm I'm kind of missing some of the small details, but um, and then he um someone who is out to get him sends um hires a woman to kind of to bear quotes fall in love with him pretend to be in love with him okay um and you know he he starts to fall in love back you know someone looks at me and thinks that i'm it loves me for who i am someone can look at me and love me for who i am so he starts to fall in love with um um his current girlfriend the, the blind gymnast okay. i think it's just it's just a really compelling story yeah. of a guy who kind of how do i want to put it um He's tricked, he's manipulated, and he kind of forgets um, his origins, I should almost say. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. I think I think you'll really like it. No. It's a long movie, but... It's I, one I was already looking forward to before this. I would highly recommend it. I, okay. I Again, my only critique is that it gets a little action-heavy. I don't think that really meshes with everything else. But it's it's just really good and compelling. Yes, I believe you. This oh. is one that I've... That's always been in my mind, like something I knew that I should watch. Yeah. So. I think, I, I personally think the fact that there is only one attempted remake, and no one says a thing about that remake, yet the man who laughs is still pretty iconic. Right. Just as for its, yes. for itself. That just shows how important it is. I, I, yeah. I would, yeah. Probably one of my favorite older movies. Got it. I am glad I was able to get away with that one. I was um, I was very convinced that you had watched it. No, nope, I haven't seen it yet. Heck yeah, yes. My next movie is one I'm pretty sure I've talked to you about before, just because we talk about movies so much. Yes. But this movie's called Ordinary World. Hmm. That might be familiar. So it stars Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day. <laughs> okay. And it's about him. He's a struggling musician and he wants to throw a party for, I think it's either his birthday or someone else's birthday. And he's just kind of lost touch of what his life was about. And what should get you excited is a musician has a really, really good performance in a movie. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Billy Joel Armstrong was ever in any movie. He's in Ordinary World, and he's the main actor. I've never even... I Yeah, I now know that I've never heard of it. So, 
yeah, it's his 40th birthday and he wants to revisit what his life was like because he used to be like this semi-successful um, musician. Oh. And it's just a very sad movie about how life changes. Oh, this isn't... Okay, when you first described it, I was thinking like a teenager or young adult who's like trying to become a famous like musician. It's a guy who fell from his pedestal, kind of. Right. Oh. He used to be a pretty successful musician, but now he's, you know, the movie's called The Ordinary World. He, yeah. His life turned normal. He's an ordinary man. And so he starts spending all this money on his 40th birthday, just kind of like as a last hurrah, and starts realizing things about his life and stuff. And he writes a song about it in the movie called Ordinary World, and it's such a sad song mm -hmm. that Green Day has actually played at concerts. Right. From this movie. And I don't know. I've just always been interested in it because of he's in it. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, his performance is really good. For a singer, oh, man, his performance is so good. He does a good job? Okay. Oh, he does super good. And he's almost unrecognizable because he put on a little bit of weight and he wears glasses and ha has uh, a scrubby Oh, face. he committed to it. Wow. Yes. Nice. And I don't, it's just a super good movie. Uh, really good drama, mm -hmm. such good dialogue. It's really, it's really uh, well written, right? And the way it ends just kind of makes you like, I don't know. It's really sad, right? It's a sad movie. Uh, you feel all sorts of emotions for him as a character. It, yeah, it's super well directed, well written. Gives me the wrestler vibes. Yes, kind of a like the rest. Yeah, I do enjoy a drama that is kind, um, very specific trope genre but a, a person that's fallen from their pedestal mm -hmm. that's always yes. interesting to me this is one of those i did not know billy joel armstrong was in a movie he's in this one okay i'm gonna have to give that one like a, a solid eight out of ten i'm okay. interested yes i knew you would be for some reason i thought i'd told you about it before just because i'm a green day fan right no i never heard of that has billy joel done any other movies apparently he's in the simpsons movie he obviously he does voice work because he has that rocker voice yeah i think green day is in the simpsons movie right yeah. yes um he's all he's in a couple apparently comedies he's in this is 40 with paul rudd <laughs> and then that's about it I'm... Yeah. he's not in very many movies my headcanon is that those two are best friends Paul Rudd and Billy Joel Armstrong. I bet they're not. Probably not, but... So yeah, the director um, only directed one other movie aside from this. What movie? It's called My Giant Mechanical Man. Starring uh, Pam from The Office. Can I see? Do you have a picture of it? Of what, that movie? So, I he, feel like I've heard He's only that directed one. that in this one. Huh, interesting. This is the Ordinary, ordinary World. world. Is that him at the top? Yeah, top middle. That's Billy Joel. That does not look like him. I told him. you. Oh he's almost goodness. unrecognizable. That does not look like him at all. Yep. That's him. That really doesn't look like him. He's, oh, that's so cool. He's so good in it. Now I want him in more movies, though. I know. Me too. Especially since he's so good. I've never seen him in anything. I know. I don't think many people are a big fan of this movie. Really? I think that because of the sort of cliche nature of it, uh, people don't really gravitate well towards it because it's very similar to lots of other movies. I think, yeah. And what makes me like it more is because of him. Right, right. Yes. I think I think when it comes to movies with, uh, or any sort of media with tropes that we are familiar with, I think that's when you gotta like push through and like, what are the details mm -hmm. that separate it? 
Right. So, because I mean, Romeo and Juliet is literally a copy of a Shakespeare copied some other piece of work. Right. You, know? you got to look at the fine pieces, I think, personally. So, yeah. So, yeah. Billy Joel Armstrong, who does not love Green Day. I love Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Everyone. Uh, not everyone. So that's kind of why I paused there. I was like, well, yeah. maybe there's some. I was like, well, maybe there are some people. Right. I love Billy Joel Armstrong, and I do love to see like a drama center around someone trying to rediscover themselves. Right. So, 8 out of 10. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Awesome. I'm glad. I keep forgetting that after you talk, I have to talk next. Okay, which one do I want to go on next? Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Velocipaster out of the way. See, this is why I brought up at the beginning that someone is gonna have a cheesy movie and try <laughs> to convince. Okay. This sounds like sci-fi channel. Um, oddly enough, it is not. How do you spell it? Um, V-E-L-I-C-P-A-S-T-O-R. Pastor. Whatever. That was not right. <laughs> okay. So okay. what is this? Okay, so this sounds like it would be a sci-fi movie. No. Well, first off, no, because literally it's not. But those sci-fi original movies, they at least kind of try to take themselves seriously to some degree. This movie is 100% trying to be a movie so bad that it's good. Okay. Now, normally when movies try to do that, they, they fail. Yes. No, this is actually great. This is like, do you remember when that YouTube movie came out? Um, oh my god, what was it called? It was that Kung Fu movie. Laser Raptors are in it. I had never heard of that either. Well, so. now I'm going to have to look that up because that's also a good movie that okay. I would recommend you watch. Because it's dumb. Um, right. But it somehow knows what is the line and what isn't the line. But anyways, this, <laughs> this pastor um, who... Uh, lose his family in a car accident, a very CGI, not even CGI, green screen, car explosion. He loses his family. Okay. Um, and he's devoted his life to the church until one day he is attacked by a Velociraptor in the park, which gives him the power to turn into a Velociraptor. <laughs> And once he realizes that there's actually someone behind the murder of his, the murder of his parents, he uses his new werewolf-like powers to seek vengeance and fix the injustice that has occurred. Okay. He also learns karate. Okay. Yes. Why not? Why not? For when the philosopher powers don't work. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. How do I want to put this? Okay. I think what I said at the beginning is the best, like, the best way to describe it. A sci-fi original movie tries to take itself seriously. This movie 100% knows what it is. Okay. And that is a stupid movie with a intentionally stupid written plot with low budget. And it's incredible. Okay. <laughs> and if nothing else, it's a roaring good time. Is that the tagline for the movie? No. <laughs> but someone needs to pay me now for that. Right. I'm doing someone's job, apparently. Exactly. 
Is that the tagline? Jesus. It sounds like the tagline. It sounds like it. But yeah, I... If nothing else, it's just a good time. Okay. Yes. Now, since it's a bad movie, technically, I think I'm going to have to go five or six. Okay. But you've convinced me more than you would with any other bad movie. Yes. And you got me to smile a lot. Let me say, it's bad because it's trying to be bad. Got it. It is not The Godfather. Right. Everything that happens, you know, it's not The Room, where The Room was Tommy Wiseau thinking that he was making a masterpiece, and he made... Um, Just complete and utter crap. Uh, to, uh, yes. I was going to say garbage. Garbage crap. Yeah. Um, they know what they're making. Okay. So it's a bad movie, but that's the point. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm curious. You said five? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Good. <laughs> Honestly, I feel I've done my job if it's a five. Okay. What is up next for me? One week... I can't say I've heard of it. It's probably even older than The Man Who Laughs. Really? What year are we talking? Probably 19-teens. Haha, <laughs> there we go. Um, A movie that's officially 100 years old. Yes. Let me look up the exact year. But it is Buster Keaton. Oh, I'm a fan of Buster Keaton. Right. Um, it's my favorite. It's probably the Buster Keaton movie that got me to actually verbally laugh the most. Okay. I think... It's got some of the most, uh, the slapstick is perfect. It's, uh, it's only about half hour long. Mm. Um, but it's about, they, there's these two newlyweds and they want to, um, build their own house. They got to build, uh, build it yourself house as kind of like a wedding gift. And so they try building their house and craziness ensues and Buster Keaton almost dies like 10 times. Is this the one where it's not the one you're thinking of where the, okay. Where the building comes uh, and the window goes. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah. knew what you were thinking of. That's from something else. Okay. That's Buster Keaton too though, right? Yes. So this one, it's so hard to explain what happens, but some of the stunts are just like awe ensuing. Like I can't believe that Buster Keaton is doing this. Buster Keaton is insane. Was insane. Is Buster Keaton still alive? Probably not. No. <laughs> what am I talking about? He was maybe 30 when he was filming these in the 19-teens. Yes, he's 160 and well. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> this came out in 1920. 1920. 100 so years 100 old. 100 years old. Nice. Crazy. But it's just... I don't know. It's so funny. The stunts are so incredible. So I really enjoy Sherlock Jr., Right. Which is... I, and I think this is better. Okay. I have seen Sherlock Jr. Okay. I truly think this is better. And this has a 4.1 out of 5 star average on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. So right. really high up there. So overall, I'm a big Buster Keaton fan. So this alone is just like, oh, I need to watch this because now I need to add Buster Keaton to my... More right. Buster Keaton to my resume. And just some of the stuff, man. Are there it's any crazy. famous ones that I would know of? I think there's one... Car, uh, one where he switches cars or something that you may have seen before. Maybe. Also, the house is in a tornado, and I have no clue how they filmed it. The house is in a tornado, and he like jumps in through the front door and slides through the house and goes out the back door in a tornado, because of course he does. Because of course he, because Buster Keaton, like the house has to turn perfectly for him to be able to do that. Right. Wait. It's so well. Now I'm gonna have to watch this. You're just gonna have to watch it. I love watching those older films and figuring out how they may have done it. 
Like, we probably have enough time tonight to watch it if you wanted to. Sure. Heck yeah. Okay. Is it, where can we watch it? I think YouTube. Heck yeah. Yes. That's, I think that's where I watched it. Are old movies like that in the public domain? Yeah. I okay. watched, I watched Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton movies okay. and Laurel and Hardy all the time on YouTube. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, it's a little off topic. Who do you prefer? Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton? Uh, probably Buster Keaton. I agree. Yep. And uh, whoever the guy who did Safety Last, you've probably heard of Safety Last. It's super famous. One sec. I don't don't know it off the top of my head. You know the stunt, though. I Okay. The one where he's hanging off the clock. Oh, the big clock? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Him. His name is Harold Lloyd. Okay. I've actually and never heard of him, but... He doesn't get as much recognition as he should. Okay. Safety Last is such a good movie. He is probably another one of the slapstick of the time. You know, the Charlie yeah. Chaplin. He's uh, one of those. Buster Keaton. Yeah. And Laurel and Hardy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Buster Keaton, I'm a fan. That alone is like, oh, okay. now I have more to add. Muster, more Buster Keaton to add. Right. So, yes. You, sh- you need to watch one week. Okay, perfect. 10 out of 10. That is just added to my Buster Keaton list. Cool. Good. I'm glad. It's a good movie. Yeah. And I wish more people had heard of it. I wish, I hope, this is, I'm going to go on a little, just a tiny little rant here. I hope these movies and these actors are going to stay They should. In like, and not just like in the history books. It'd be cool if we could, like, I know that's not likely, but it'd be cool if like Buster Keaton could stay as relevant as the Beatles will forever stay relevant, you know? I hope at least. Me too. I mean, they, of course, will yeah. always be popular because they're a part of history, but exactly. you know what I mean? I, I, I do hope know they what you stay mean. in the pop culture zeitgeist. Me too. Yeah. So, yes. It's now your turn. And I'm pretty sure we have three left, don't we? We have Correct. Okay. Which one do I want to start with? I'm going to start... I'm, I'm going to leave the ones I'm... I'm going to go with Shadow People. Okay, yes. I have no clue what that is. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Pretty generic name. Yes. Okay. Um... I might need to spoil this for you as well. Okay. It is... No worries. Definitely, um, it's not a big blockbuster horror movie, but people throughout a town are also, just a little sign this is like the grayest movie I've ever seen. Okay. It's just the whole movie has that kind of gray-brown tint to it. Okay. Yes. That's a side note. Got you can it. see it better than AVP, but Got Alien vs. Predator. Yes. Got okay. it. Okay, Gunner, let's stay focused. Yes, you got oh, this. So there's a town. There's a, <laughs> there's a town. <laughs> Captivating. Um, there's a town, and people will just keep mysteriously dying. Okay. And those who don't die, but almost did, they keep reporting seeing shadow people. Um, I think I am going to have to spoil this for you for you to really get what's interesting about this. Okay. Um, it. Um, people are reporting the same thing. Shadow people, you know, similar shapes, maybe doing similar things after doing similar things and there's a bit of a mystery to it right i love mysteries maybe you shouldn't spoil it okay because you already got me captivated so try not to spoil it. okay yeah yeah yeah. so yes people like multiple it's not a question of do do is this really happening it's a question of why is this happening okay why are people dying when they go to bed and a shadow person comes to get them and where are they coming from Without spoiling, I think that's the best I can give. Okay. Um, 
it's definitely what you expect from an early 2010s horror movie that was not like a blockbuster horror movie. Got it. Yes. So if you like those type of movies, then I think you will enjoy this. I I also remember the main actor being... I remember the DVD, which I don't know where it went to. It, It says that the main actor was an actor from The Walking Dead, so... Okay. Not Norman Reedus. Reedus. Okay. Yes. But yeah. So interesting. It, it's it's really good. I I love the twist at the end. And genuinely, I think the twist makes it a little scarier. Cool. Yes. Because it's pretty real. Got it. Well, my mind instantly went to something. Are we gonna have to take a little break? No, I think we're good. Okay. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Got it. Let's take a little break. Okay, sounds good. We are going to take a quick... I was going to be cheesy as heck and say commercial break. There's no commercials. We don't have commercials. We don't have commercials. Maybe someday. Unless Disney. Hey, Disney. Disney. Hey, Disney. Correct. The thing recording us. That would have not been the best. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> so it is your turn. It is sir. my turn. Yes. I'm pretty sure you might have heard of this, which is why I have so many honorable mentions. Okay. But this is called The Absent-Minded Professor, which is what the Robin Williams flubber is a remake of. Oh. So this is the original Flubber with a different title. I actually did not know that Flubber was a uh, um, a remake. Nice. Okay, so that's what I was hoping. Okay. So this is the very far superior version of that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. The Absent-Minded Professor. The Absent-Minded Professor. It's, it's essentially the same story, but with really, really interesting, especially for the 60s, uh, cinematography, camera tricks... All that kind of stuff to make Flubber look real in the 60s. Whoa, okay. And, I mean, I really can't say much else because you know the story of Flubber. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And this is just the original version of it. And there's nothing much more I can say. I am trying to imagine what Flubber looks like in the 60s. Uh, but they hand- they handled the flying car super well. It looks really good, especially for the 60s. Um, the actor's really good in it. Um, he's in a couple of some of the best movies of all time. Really? Yeah, he's in a movie called Double Indemnity, which is, like, one of the more famous, like, Billy Wilder movies. He's oh. also in The Apartment, which is also Billy Wilder. Okay. Um, so, yes. And he's also the main character in The Absent-Minded Professor. And, I don't know. It's another one of those visually weird movies that I like. I've never heard of this. I really did not know Flubber was a remake. There's such a long scene about the basketball players putting the Flubber on the bottom of their shoes to make them jump higher. <laughs> nice. And That's it, actually really funny. It goes on for so long, but it's so interesting to see. But then the cinematography in like when, in the third act is so good. Okay. They do some point of view things of characters flying and all this stuff. It looks so cool. What makes this better than Flubber? The just pure aesthetic of it. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, 
it's more, it's not more family-centered, but the family stuff is handled really well here. Mm -hmm. I think it's maybe better acted and just, I don't know, it's a little less cheesy. The cinematography is what will sell it for you. Okay, right, right. Okay. I'm just interested. I now need to just watch the remake of the, not the, the, what Flubber is based on. Right. I did not know that. I also really need to see what Flubber looks like in the 60s. It's crazy. I can't believe how they, some of the stuff they did is just, I was like, it's 1961. How the heck are you guys pulling this off? Oh, this is late 60s. Early 60s. Er, yes. The opposite. <laughs> the wrong the wrong one, Gunner. The most amazing discovery since laughter is the <laughs> is the tagline. That's really cute, actually. But yeah, he, inv- he invents the flying rubber stuff that can bounce really high, and yeah, you already know the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it literally the same story? Like, yeah. for beat? Y- well, yes. Flubber is a remake of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it follows the same story beats. Wow. Oh, my and goodness. And this is the poster. <laughs> I love it. Actually, that poster looks familiar. Yes. So I'm it is like, on Disney Plus. So oh. I watched a black and white version. Okay. But this poster's in color, so I don't know. How did Flubber look in black and white? It looked so cool. Okay. I liked it. That's probably the better way to watch it. It probably hides things better. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if this this might sell it for you better or not. Who knows? It's from the director of Mary Poppins. That makes so much sense. The director of Mary Poppins and Old Yeller. <laughs> so there you go. Wait, the director of Old Yeller is the director of Mary Poppins? Yep. Okay, so that was not a guess of mine, but... <laughs> but yes, Absent Minded Professor, I love it. It's one. It's in my top 100 favorite movies of all time, and really? almost no one has seen it. I. Yeah, I... I didn't know Flubber was... It's a remake of a movie from the 60s. That just blows my mind. I really did not know that. Yep. Well, alright. It took me a while to know that, too. Now I need... I will definitely be checking this out. Good. Yes. I'm glad. So now it's your turn. Two left. Alright, yes. Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Really? Sonic the Hedgehog, the uh, original video animation. Okay. Yes. Definitely not. Okay. Okay. I've the only thing Sonic that I've ever seen is either a video game or the Jim Carrey one. I I just need to know. I loved your like desperate like. Please be kidding. Please say psych right now. I was like, please say psych. (laughs) Do it now. (laughs) So what this is, I don't remember. I think when did this come out? Might have been ninety five. Okay. But what this is is literally um, a Sonic anime movie. It's got that fun, like, you know, 1990s anime. Yes. The way it kind of, it's, it's a little... Like Pokemon, kind of? Mmm, more, I'm trying to think, think more Dragon Ball. Okay. Not Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball. No, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a little rounder, a little more big-headed. Yeah, Yeah. no, I know what you mean. And it's really, it's just, if you're a fan of Sonic, I think you'll just get a kick out of it. Okay. Simple story, um, an owl crashes his plane and it turns out the owl is uh secretary for the president eggman is doing his thing eggman's like no 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 no. i'm on your side i need your help because 
um, Metal Eggman has taken control of my army. This was a lie to get Sonic close to his machinery to make Metal Sonic. And then the rest hmm. of the movie is Sonic versus Metal Sonic. Interesting. But it's just a fun, cute little movie. No, that sounds fun. I think on the same level, I think you might like Wayside, you'll like this. Okay. Because it's just a fun, good time. You got um, Tails and Sonic, which I really like their dynamic. Um, We have Knuckles in a cowboy hat, which is always a plus. Yes. (laughs) And I don't know. It's just, if you can enjoy, like, 90s anime, if you can enjoy Sonic the Hedgehog, very simply, I think you'll get a kick out of this. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Okay, yeah. The only critique I have is Sonic's voice actor isn't the best at times. Okay. Isn't the best fit at times. Okay. Also, Knuckles sounds like Donatello. From, like, the 1980s okay. TMNT. For Got it. For some reason. Hmm. So, yeah. It, Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, uh, OVA, is what you'd probably look up. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yes. That that does definitely sound interesting. That's probably a 7 for me. I, oh, what's yes. your number for Absent Mind Professor? I would 7.5. Okay. Yes. Got it. So, yes. Yeah, that does sound something I would like. Yeah. You have, you've got a lot of animated movies for me. I'm excited. I, I love animated stuff in general. You, you Boy, you should have seen me doing research for this. There came a point where I was like, there's a little too much anime in here. I need right. to tone it back. Got it. My next movie is called Torn Curtain. I've absolutely never heard of that. It is Alfred Hitchcock. Really? Really. I've never heard of that. Torn Curtain. Torn Curtain. What year was this? Sure. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of them. Hey, here. My, ge- my guess is 65. Sure. <laughs> my guess is 65, but I'm probably way off. Oh my god, it's 66. <laughs> nice. I was so close. Way to go. Your gut feeling was there. So this is a, um, a Cold War movie. So this is not horror or anything like that from Hitchcock. Okay. But it is definitely suspenseful. Yes. Um it's more of a like a spy, more of what you'd expect from like a seri- more serious James Bond type movie. Hmm. Okay. And it's got one of the most memorable sequences I've ever seen in a movie where it's so tense and so just like you want to see the character succeed so bad in this one situation and I think most people, when they think of this movie, they think of that scene. Okay. Um, it's a scene on a bus, and it, that's all I'm going to say. This is not the one where it's a single shot of someone planting a bomb, and it's like a, a two-minute scene, and then finally the bomb explodes at the end? It's not that one, right? It's not that one. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Kind so of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But it's just, it seems like a simple kind of spy movie. Um, with like a romance okay. in it, but Hitchcock always handles simpler premises really well. Right, and it's just hard to explain. It's got that really memorable sequence that is just—it's movie magic, literally right in front of you. I'm really interested in what this bus scene is. Bus, you said, right? Yes. This it, bus scene is about. It's it's crazy. Um, another movie that almost no one has heard of. Um, despite having some really good actors in it being Alfred An Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock yeah. movie? Yeah, I've never heard of that. And uh, the two 
the two love interest characters, they have really good chemistry in it, too. Okay, they work well um, together. Yeah, Paul Newman always gives oh. pretty decent performances. Paul Newman, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then the love interest is actually Julie Andrews, who I'm sure you've heard of, too. Paul Newman and Julie Andrews? Yeah. Heck yeah. And it's Alfred Hitchcock. Anyway, so Alfred Hitchcock doing a spy thriller. I don't know. Do I need to say anything else? Uh, interesting. I'm just, man, I'm thinking of Birds. I'm thinking of Psycho. I'm thinking of... It's probably closer to Rear View, isn't it? Rear Window? What, called? Rear, what, Rear Window? It's kind of so... It's hard. It's so hard to explain. It's him doing a spy thriller. Man. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm very interested to see what he's gonna, what he will do with it. I know so many people haven't even heard of this. Like it's Alfred Hitchcock, one. and people, you know, they think of his more famous ones. But this is honestly one of my favorite Alfred if Hitchcock you movies. You like that one, yeah? I like Where it quite it? a bit. On your ranking, last, but <laughs> I love Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> so all of his movies are my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movies. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that you were hoping I didn't ask that. I know. <laughs> Last. But, I mean, how is it supposed to compete with, like, Rear Window, Psycho, Vertigo? Right, right, right. Uh, rope. I don't know if you've... Have you heard of Rope? I, actually, I think I have, yeah. That's a super good one, where they're covering up a murder by inviting people to the crime scene to have a party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. that's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Torn Curtain. Okay. It's got some really great m- moments. Um, It is... I think like two hours and ten minutes long. Dang. But uh, it once the second act starts, like once the second hour, like after your one hour in, after that it starts to go super quickly. It starts to build up speed. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So, right. So yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. You I I like quite a bit about it. You have sold me on the cinema magic scene. I need to know what this it's is. It's a crazy scene. I need. Eight out of ten, just to like know what like this cinema magic scene is. When you watch that scene, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. It is so tense. Gotcha. Right, right, right. I'm just surprised I've never heard of it. I know. I knew that you probably hadn't, and that's why I wrote it down. I'm also Alfred Hitchcock. He's very good at what he does, mm-hmm. and what he does is suspenseful horror. Suspenseful. Essentially, yes. yeah. So what? Let's see what he does with a thriller, a spy thriller. Right. It's so good. I like this movie a lot. Um, you can never go wrong with Alfred Hitchcock. Exactly. His movies, yeah. So I actually watched this because of the Blu-ray box set I have of I Alfred ask, Hitchcock. Yeah. Even in any collections? Yep. It's, okay. it's in my Alfred Hitchcock uh, collection that comes with 18 of his movies. Okay, cool. How many movies does he have under his belt? A lot. A lot? Okay. <laughs> yes. On here it says he has directed 61 movies. What? 61? 61. Jesus. And he's an actor in 72 movies. So. Really? Does that include all of his random oh, appearances yeah. in his, his movies? His random appearances yeah. in his movies, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, I'm... It's just... Imagine, like... It's how I feel about Edgar Wright doing The Last Night in Soho. It's like, huh... Well, we're gonna have to see where this goes. Right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to figure out how he does a spy thriller. Cool. I'm excited for that one. Awesome. So, which one do I want to do? I I want to talk about the haunting hour. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? I possibly. 
Possibly. Okay. Is it like a Disney Channel thing or Nickelodeon? I actually don't think it was made for direct DVD. I think is actually what it was. Okay. Um, R.L. Stein. Yes. So. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've semi heard of it. Yes, it is a little more mature Goosebumps, essentially. Okay. So if you like Goosebumps, you will like this. Which I love Goosebumps. Yes. Um. Family moves to a new place. You know, um, the main character is a teenager who has essentially just lost all of her friends, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. The one thing she loves is spooky, scary stuff. And Halloween is rolling around. Um, and to kind of make herself feel better in being in a new school, and, of course, people immediately choose to pick on her, and she has a crush that witnesses her being picked on, which every Disney movie plot, right. Disney channel movie plot. Which is yes, fine, yes. Which is totally fine. Um, she goes to this, she just stops in this spooky bookstore that's randomly in an alley, uh, buys the book, the, of course the bookstore is gone when she looks back, um, and to have her, what she feels is her obnoxious brother, like, stop, um, getting on her nerves, on Halloween night, she reads the book that, to him that, okay, that she got, yeah, and this book actually unleashes a monster. Got it. Yes. So it's just an extended episode of Goosebumps. Basically, yes, yes. It's 100% a Goosebumps movie. Got it. But it is really, it genuinely is a little more mature. Okay. A little more scary than just Goosebumps, especially since it's newer. Relative to Goosebumps, it's got better, better effects, better cinematography, stuff like that. Got it. It doesn't have that 90s cheese. Okay. Which I I am a fan of. I I mean, I am too. Definitely not. But it's it's still fun in that same manner. It is fun in a Disney Channel original movie way. Okay. It is one that I always try to watch on Halloween. Okay. Yes. Not one of my top fives. If you're curious what my top fives are, I watch our first Wait, episode. Watch our very first episode. <laughs> watch it on Spotify. But yeah, no, it's 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 the way I personally like Halloween campy. But I think you also would get enjoyment for that very same reason. Yeah, it feels I'm like sure a I would. Channel original movie. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure I'd love it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad we talked. Yes. <laughs> eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. So. Oh dang! Eight out of ten. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! Cool. I love Goosebumps. Nice. There's okay. nothing else you so really needed to say. Said Goosebumps. Yeah, Sick. that's all you needed to say. Nice. But I'm glad you went on. Thank you. Okay. Cool. So my last movie is a movie called House. That is such a vague name that I may or may not have heard of this. It is a Japanese horror movie from the 70s. Japanese horror, man. I don't know if horror is the right term. It's a Japanese fever dream from the 70s. <laughs> nice. Okay. House. Um, so? Oh, House is the name. Yes. But how so? Yes. It is literally a fever dream where everything that you're seeing unseen is making you say WTF in your head. And it's glorious. Okay. Um, it's made to both make you laugh and scare you. You're supposed to be uneasy. In it's way. supposed to make you feel weird. Yeah. And it accomplishes that so well. So the first 20 minutes is kind of like an after school special. With, like, the weirdest editing you'll ever see. Mm. And 
I was like, okay, I don't get why people really like this. I like, I was really confused. Once they get to the house and the scary things start happening, oh man, it gets wild. I'm intrigued. It is a movie that's kind of like a roller coaster, but instead of going back up the hill, you go through the ground and never stop. <laughs> I like that analogy. So it it sounds like the beginning is made intentionally very weird to set things it's up. It's intentionally and then it cheesy. It just gets weirder. Oh yeah, cheesy. That's a better word. Yes. And it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And you, you probably there's some things on screen that you'll never see on screen again. That's how weird it is. You've piqued my interest. I knew I was gonna. <laughs> that was it right there. It gets. This is live action, I imagine, right? Oh yeah. Okay. But oh my, I can't even explain it. What it is, is the hardest movie I've ever had to explain. What is the closest analogy to something I may know as an American viewer, like uh, um, something I may be more familiar with? A Vine compilation. <laughs> Seriously? Like, that I, I random? Can't, it, I can't explain this movie. So, what it's about is... It's about this girl was gonna go on vacation, but then her mom died? Or something? It's it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of unclear. Okay. So something she, bad happened to someone. So, she goes and stays with her aunt at her aunt's house, but she d- doesn't really see her aunt very often. So, it's like the first time she's been there in a while. And each character is named after their trait... So one character is named like Hollywood because she acts or something and one is called I don't know. One eats a lot like and it's okay. all intentional and can never mind. Don't don't want to <laughs> don't want to spoil it. Okay, okay. But um it gets very gory um but in a kind of like cheesy Rocky Horror Picture Show type of way. Right. Um, fake blood squirting everywhere. Yes. Okay. Um, literally, it's it's a fever dream right in front of you, and it's just so shocking the things that they could. I don't know if get away with, but kind of. Yeah. What things yeah. I can't believe that are actually happening on screen. Is it like? Do you see them in your like? This is messed up, or do you see them as in like what? The second one. Okay. Like, just why is this there? I can't believe that a filmmaker is actually putting this on the screen for people to watch with their own eyes. Man. I might show you the trailer after this. I'm ver- Please do. Okay. I'm very intrigued. Yes. Japanese horror is something special. I... It kind of makes me... It's a little Junji Ito a little bit in the way that you're describing it a little bit i it's the hardest movie i've ever had to explain but i knew i had to put it on here because i knew you hadn't heard of it and i know you'll love it okay i that is definitely a 10 out of 10 got it honestly japanese horror first off is awesome and two if you're this shell shocked i need to see it i can't believe it and it's just called house just called house okay is there any like like uh uh do you happen to know what the Japanese name is probably Japanese for house. Right. Okay. I don't actually know. Okay. But yes, it is on HBO Max, and I know you have that, so. Nice. Okay. So please watch it. Should I watch it tonight? Um, if you would like to. Should I watch it at night? It's not really that type of scary. It's the type of scary, like, 
Like climax? Let me try to explain to this. Okay. Not like climax. Like if a guy is smiling at you and you look up and you're like, oh, that guy seems friendly, but then he doesn't stop. And so it kind of starts to get creepy. Listen, that sounds horrific. It's kind of like that. Because what's happening on screen is played in a cheesy, lighthearted way, but it's horrifying to look at. I can't explain this movie. This is the hardest movie I've ever had to explain. Well, that imagery alone made me very uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Well, this movie just makes you feel uneasy the whole time. Uh... So, the the reason I came across it is because it's got very good... People call it one of the best horror movies ever. Okay. And so, I was like, it's been on my watch list forever. And I finally watched it a couple weeks ago, and it has barely left my mind. So, there's that. Uh, I'm very... This might be the one I'm most excited for now. <sighs> I'm glad I saved it for last. Yeah. It, I, I think it came out in 77. 77. Okay, gotcha. I'm... Uh, you you really hit me with that imagery there. I'm oh, glad. Boy, I don't think I should watch it tonight, because that sounds creepier than just, like, a jump scare. Yeah, there's almost no jump scares. Uh, yeah, no, I can't watch it tonight then. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact, I actually am a big wimp when it yes. comes to horror movies. Me too. <laughs> we both are, and yet we love horror movies. That's the point of it. Exactly. Wow. We came to the end of this. We came to the... We remember when, at the beginning when you said this might be a short one? It's a, yeah, and it's been normal length. Um. Yeah, uh, hour and a half. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Longer considering we had to take a break. Yep. So I guess that... This was fun. We definitely need to this, try to do something like this again. I hope we do something similar to this I again soon. I wouldn't mind soon. even doing just this again, but boy, oh boy, I'm going to have to find... Yeah, dig even deeper. I'm just going to have to start watching more obscure movies. Right. Yes. So, we definitely should come back to this. Okay. And we were talking about doing some other stuff kind of like it. More like, like I think you said, like, we try to convince the other to, try to convince the other of why movies they don't like are good in some way or another. Right. Yeah. So, I know that you're not, okay, well, what's an example I'm trying to think of? I know, right? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We'll figure something out. I, I like doing I... stuff like this. You're right. No, I agree. Yeah, this was a good experiment. Yes. I think this is also like a good evolution of, you know, we started out just doing top tens. Mm-hmm. And in those top tens, we often would do like, oh, I've never heard of it or I've never seen it. And right. we just would give a synopsis anyways. Exactly. So I think this is like a good evolution of that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it go a little more fluidly. Definitely. But I think that is it for this episode. I agree. Um, next time we will be back with Disney. Yes, we, we should We should be back. I think, our I next, think we're wrapping up Disney. Yes, our next one will be the final era, era of Disney. Mm-hmm. And if we get it out before Encanto, we will do a solo review of Encanto. When is Encanto again? Good question. Isn't it November. It's, I think. I think it's a Thanksgiving release. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we will do... We will do um, a review of this era and then a solo review of en- uh, Encanto? Encanto. Encanto. Yep, yeah. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, then I guess, once again and always, I have been Gunner. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Wait, what's your name? My name's Gunner. Never heard of it. Ha, ha, ha.